Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. It's Monday, so how do you feel? Great, I don't care. Tim, guess how many boobies I saw today? Fifteen. <laughs> and you fall over and pass out. Yep, I knew you'd get there. As soon as you said, we're talking between the between the episodes, and, right. an, and an odd number of boobs came up, and every time I hear an odd number of boobs, I think of Homer saying, Marge, guess how many boobs I've seen today? Fifteen. And he passes uh, out. Oh, so good. Simpsons podcast coming in the five-year future. Yeah. You can demand it. For every hundred demands, we'll take a year off. There you go. Demand it, people. Yeah. Vote with your demands. Yeah. Hashtag Simpsons podcast. Yeah. Get on it. We'll do it. I will watch Simpsons episodes ad nauseum. You got it. Capes and dough. Capes and dough. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm in. I'm in. I like it. Well, Max, it's time to talk about movies now. Unless Please. And not The Simpsons unless you watch The Simpsons movie. I have watched it before, but I don't intend to watch it again. No. It's not super great. It's not. I always say I laugh the amount I've laughed I laughed the amount of times the Simpsons movie as I used to in one episode of The Simpsons when it was good. Oh wow. Which was a lot. But yeah, the fact but that they like, could in twenty two minutes sure. could make me laugh that much and then the movie was like, This is an hour and forty five minutes and I laughed as much as I did in twenty two minutes. Which it wasn't bad, like I laughed at parts, but I saw a thing uh, to go on a tangent of one of the animators who worked on that movie and he was saying that uh, I don't remember where I watched this, somewhere on YouTube. And he was talking about animation in general. It might have been corridor crew. Anyways, they don't need my help. No, they don't. Uh, but they were talking to an animator about different animation, and he worked on that movie, and they said, you know, you've done a good job. You want to animate yourself in. And he's the guy who isn't sure which side of the dome he wants to be on, and he gets splatted by the oh, dome. Oh, neat. That was one of the animators. Oh, that's fun. That's how he animated himself in. That's pretty great. Anyways, let's talk about movies. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Um... Who went first last? I went first last time. I don't remember. You go first this time. I go first this time? Sure. I'm doing a weird thing with my shoulders. You are. I'm jealous you can do that with your shoulders. It hurts me too, but not like it would hurt you. You got a pinched nerve. Yeah, I would pass out. All right, so here's a movie. I've seen a bunch in my youth. I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I just haven't revisited it in a while. Don't lie. The last movie you talked about on the last episode was the first movie you ever saw. This is a series of lies, buddy. Oh, okay. All right. It's just going to compound. God, it's like a web. It is a web. And then I go see Padre, and I, he absolves me, and it's Oh, uh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, Padre's... Hi, Padre. You're such a sweet, beautiful man. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Ooh. I don't know when I watched it, but I sure did. Good. This is from 1993. The IMDb Minutes, one hour, 44 minutes, adventure comedy musical. A little bit. Yeah. Directed by Mel Brooks. Of course. Good old Mel Brooks. He worked on a lot of great shows and movies, but a lot of people forget he worked on shows. That's right. Uh, starring Carrie Elwes. I did it right. Yes. yes. Richard Lewis, Roger Reeves. Mm-hmm. Man, my writing is bad. And Dave Chappelle, a very Dave Chappelle. early Dave Chappelle. Yep. IMDb summary, a spoof of Robin Hood in general and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves from 1991 in particular. Yeah. I will say, like, I love this movie. It's a good Mel Brooks movie. It's slapsticky. It's one of I, my early Mel Brooks exposures, so I have it's a, a lot of people. It's movie. a lot of people's, yeah. Because Mel Brooks had a ton in the 80s, and he kind of, like, wasn't there as much, and then this was, like, his big comeback movie, I, I, I want to say. Yeah, I feel like, like, the 70s were pretty prominent, Brooks, then, like, Spaceballs, and then... Right, and then, like, nothing for a bit. Yeah. So this was a lot of... And, you know, Chappelle was up and coming. Yes. And, uh... God, he probably would have been like 20-ish or something. Like he, he was, was so really young. up and coming. Did you say Abe Lincoln? Hey, <laughs> Lincoln. Hey, Lincoln. Hold yeah, he has man. some of the best lines in the whole thing. <laughs> he does. Just by playing that black guy, yep. essentially. Yep. So good. Yeah, I agree. But uh, 
if you haven't seen my first bullet point, if you haven't seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I feel like a lot of the jokes are going to fall flat. Mm-hmm. I, I now let's talk about Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. You don't like it, I can tell. Not so much. I like you, I like Alan Rickman. Hey, Alan Rickman's great, isn't he? Yeah, not so much into like Brian Adams' score with Kevin Costner. I know he got all the money. We've talked about it. But uh, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch that movie. I don't remember hating it like you did, but I don't remember loving it either. Right. But I would love to rewatch that because this is very much that movie, beat for beat. Yes. So if you've seen. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, you will get so much more out of this movie. Sure. And that movie was red hot from a year earlier. It was. Or pro- they were probably starting production when this when that was going on and they're like, oh, we're so we're so stealing that. Like Morgan Freeman's character in that is Isaac Hayes in this. Yes. So good. There's yep. a lot of really cool things. But anyways, Carrie Elwes is great. Yes, he is. But you know who the the star of the rewatch was? Whoever played Little John. Hmm. Little John is amazing, and he doesn't get enough credit because I laughed at him more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. He just he's I just made that a up. huge. Yeah, I made that up. So good. Just a huge jack dude, and he just has really good comedic timing. I agree. Uh, fun cast including Richard Lewis, Patrick Stewart, Tracy Ullman. So good in this. Oh yeah, and Mel Brooks himself. I love Tracy Ullman. Mm-hmm. Again, the Simpsons, Simpsons tying it all in, but uh-huh. Tracy Ullman so underrated. You know, we planned all this before the episode started. We don't plan shit. Uh, we were literally talking about boobs. We we do. <laughs> that was the outside was of it. plans involving boobs. That's all we got. That's all, that was it. Boobs. Boob plans. <laughs> I, I just Tracy Ullman, man. She just doesn't get enough love. Like she she was so acclaimed in the late '80s, and then just like nothing. Agreed. And I don't understand that. I think Tracy Ullman pretty good. I I concur. Tracy Ullman, get at me. Let me know. We'll get a we'll get a sweet Shout Factory DVD compilation of your old show. Yeah, that's probably something we can make happen, right? Shout Factory, you love us. Yeah, you love they us. Should. They, I think they do. Why wouldn't they? They're just very secretive about their love. They are. I wish this would get revisited. I know Mel Brooks is old as fuck. He really is. He's very old, but at the he's in his nineties, yeah. mid nineties, probably at this point. Like he's, he's up there. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't revisit anything. Like, this and Spaceballs would be so much fun. That was forever the thing, was where sure. they were actually going to sequelize Spaceballs. Could you imagine if he, if he's, what if he dies? Hypothetically, I'm going to fantasy book this. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks naturally dies whenever he dies. Right. And there's just already a Spaceballs 2 made, and it gets released upon his death. That'd be amazing. It's more of an Andy Kaufman thing to do. <laughs> it is, but I mean, I wouldn't, I don't, you never know, right? You never know with him. He's great. He is great. But this movie has a lot of slapsticky humor. It has some clever, uh, some clever jokes hidden among the nonsense, and Chappelle's so good. There's so much absurdness that is hilarious for some reason. I'll take this cotton ball from you with my hand and put it in my pocket. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the f- <laughs> And, like, why do I laugh at it? It's just so silly. It's so good. Uh, Blinken, the blind. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. He's more slapsticky, but he has some moments. He does. I'll tell you. It's just, as an ensemble cast, it's just pretty solid. Pretty I, good. I agree. If you've never seen it, please do. Uh, it's what a lot of people probably, if you besides The Princess Bride, what else do you think of Carrie Elwes for? Saul. Yeah, that's right. That's not, don't do that. That's fine. <laughs> Saul 1 is fine. Saul 1 is fine. I agree. But that's it. IMDb gave it a 6.7. Rotten Tomato Critics, 42 of them went back and gave it a 40%. Yikes. Yeah, yikes indeed. 322,000 some odd people gave it 81%, and I give it the old 6.0. That's yeah, reasonable. I think it's fine. That's yep. the thing. It still held up. I knew some of the jokes. It still made me laugh. Agreed. It was good. Had a laugh. Hey, I had a laugh. <laughs> So I watched a movie from slightly before that, 1988, Ooh. and it's going to start a thing. 
Oh, boy. And it's not going to come in any particular order, or it's not even going to be sequential. Okay. So I so <laughs> I decided I wanted to go back and watch movies from this particular series. I did it at random in the true Tapes and Scowls tradition. Oh, you, you rolled a die? Random number. I just had Sam pick a number between one and X. Oh, God. I didn't tell her why. <laughs> Perfect. So she would pick the she picked the order for me. And I just watched them as they came up, <laughs> sprinkled into my movie watching. So you're going to get all of these eventually. Um, I will throw it out there. If we get the demand for it, I will do a mini-sode where I chronicle all of them properly. And I'll give you, you know, you'll get my ranking over time, but I'll give you a proper ranking and everything if you guys want it. Nice. For the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And I started with Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. For the Dream Master. Dream Master. <laughs> I watched this on 420. Oh, Blaze it. <laughs> Minutes, one hour, 39 of them. Sam. It is a horror movie. Sam. It was directed by Rennie Harlan. Sam. And Sam. it stars, not Sam. Sam. Robert England. Oh, him. Tuesday night. And Lisa Wilcox. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. So the movie summary is child murderer Freddy Krueger returns to kill off the rest of the Elm Street children and extend his grasp to new victims. This movie is batshit. Um, <laughs> it's so bizarre. So this movie got made during the writer's strike. Okay. And so they just kind of had to make the movie as they went. And it really started the trend of what the movie started to feel like, where it went from set piece to set piece, mm. almost like an action film. This movie's bonkers as fuck, though. They based it on a, uh, a Chinese ghost story, which, if you've never seen, is completely awesome and worth your time. Interesting. So it's this, like, hyper-crazy, fed into, like, the MT. They called the MTV Freddy, where it's just, like, this hyper, like, kids are going to love this. It's, like, all over pop culture. It's just a complete nutty film. It has so much so much energy and it's so interesting that I think it kind of makes up for all the shortcomings of which there are many. <laughs> um, Tuesday night taking Patricia Arquette's role was the first of them. We're just like, who is this person? She's supposed to be the same person. The other two people are the same actors, but this one's not. Who doesn't love the Arquettes? I... <laughs> Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. oh. All right. Um, <laughs> but it's just a really madcap movie. Ooh, I with, love that. Yeah, it's oh, so man. out there. There's so many bizarre kills. It's got one of my favorite kills where the kid's sleeping in a waterbed that's just like a see-through waterbed to the water, and a naked woman comes up under his bed, and then Freddy comes up and kills him. It's got the best one-liner of how's this for a wet dream. Oh, that's so good. So good. It's, yeah. it's a hoot. The movie is so completely insane though but it feels like a nightmare because it's completely unhinged Robert England's so good in these he is he is awesome he, this definitely is like the, the Bugs Bunny version of him in this is where it starts to pivot yeah. no doubt like yeah. Dream Warriors they started to make him more funny than scary and then but that's what was working then this one then by six woof, we'll get there we'll yeah. get to Freddy's Dead eventually yeah at some point we'll get some to Freddy's Dead at some point yep. IMDB gives us a 5.7 out of 10 okay Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes critics, 30 of them came back and gave this a 53%. The audience, okay. 246,617 Fredheads wow. coming in with 43%. Huh. And I am going to be higher than everybody nice. on this one at a 6 out of 10. Yeah, it was, uh, was April. Yeah, <laughs> was. It's, I mean, it's definitely one of the lesser Elm Streets, but sure. it gets much worse than this. <laughs> well, Max, I know you love segues. Yes, I do. And I bet you didn't think I could make one. Mm -mm. But my movie is from 2020. Okay. And I rented this. I was so excited for this uh -huh. to come out. I was waiting. 
And I was waiting, and I said, the minute I can rent it, and thanks to the pandemic, I could rent it instantly through Amazon. Okay. You cannot kill David Arquette. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Segway! Yes. I what got... a strange idea for a movie. This is fantastic. Okay. I was so pumped to see this, because I remember this. We'll get there. In right. an hour 30 minutes, it's the perfect time. Perfect time. I don't know when I watched it. It was whenever that came out, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, genre, documentary sport, directed by David Darg and Prince James. Oh, Price James. Prince is better. I like Prince, yeah. Yeah. Starring David, Patricia, Courtney Cox, everybody in this. Everybody who knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. IMDb summary, actor David Arquette attempts a rocky return to the sport that stalled his promising Hollywood career. Mm. Bullet points. I was so excited for this movie's release. Yep. A real-life redemption story that is fantastic, even if it kind of feels a little hammed up for the cameras at times. Sure. The sport is wrestling, people. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling. Uh, so much of the wrestling stuff is explored, and you will feel many strong emotions for David Arquette. So those who don't know, back in WCW days, the, yep. the end of that era, the late 90s, David Arquette was promoting Ready to Rumble. Yes, he was. Which tied in with WCW wrestling. And as a promotional, as a publicity stunt, they gave him the world heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. Every wrestling fan ever hated him forever because of it. Yep. They were pissed. The funny thing is, David Arquette didn't want the belt. He demanded they don't give him the belt. They gave him the belt anyways. Interesting. So now it's him trying to get back in the good graces. They even talk to they talk to DDP. He does some DDP yoga and gets in shape, of course. Nice. Uh, Eric Bischoff, who was in charge of WCW, shows up and he's like, "Oh yeah, that was totally me. That's not his fault." Holy shit! He's like, "Yeah, no, that was me. Wow, that was all my fault. I wish I didn't do it. I did it. It was me." Wow. So like all these things you don't hear. That would instantly make it like, oh, man, I feel bad for him. You're getting all of it. They talk to everybody. That's cool. That's cool they all did it, too. They all do it. And David, so he goes to a, he's like, I'll just go to get some pictures made and go to a wrestling convention. Zero people go up to talk to him. Oh, wow. All the wrestlers mean mug him. Some of them spit on him. They hate him. No shit. Yes. Wow. Then he goes to a a wrestling match, and he's like, can I just be in the hall and just, like, talk to people? And they're like, no. And they don't let him in. Holy shit. Yeah, no. They're they're like, fuck you. You ruined wrestling. Like, the wrestlers are like, no. I think that was one of the Nasty Boys was booking that. Oh, wow. I was like, he wasn't even part of WCW at the time. No, he was not. He was friends with Hogan. Uh, so then it goes on his, he's like, all right, well, I got to figure out how to get it. He's like, I'll just learn to wrestle for real. Interesting. So he starts training to pro wrestle. And it it's a, it's wild. You see his training. He builds a ring in his backyard. His wife's like, "You're insane," <laughs> but I love you. Go have at it. Yeah. You see, he has a lot of there's a lot of mental health issues with him at the point where they start filming. And yeah. You see him kind of get better through this this redemption oh, arc that's with neat. the wrestling. He takes bookings, doesn't get paid. He gets huh. beat up in a backyard wrestling match. Wow. He's like, "Man, what am I doing wrong?" He goes to Mexico. DDP's like, "I'll get you in shape. I'll take you somewhere in Mexico. They'll teach you." He's Taught by luchadors, they give him a mask. Holy shit. They literally go out and to stop traffic on a highway, and it's like this long light, and they start doing Lucha Libre matches in the middle of the road. What and the then they f- like grab much change from the people in the cars. It, and he's like taking chair shots and stuff. It's wild. Holy shit. You would not believe the stuff that happens in this movie. I loved it. Wow. Loved every second of it. I won't give it all away. There's some ups, there's some downs. He damn near dies. That's awesome. Uh, they touch upon uh, Luke Perry. Luke Perry is in it. Yeah. Uh, one of the darker moments of the movie, Luke Perry is there for him. Hmm. It was pretty interesting. I don't want to give it away, but Side it's cool. Sideshow Luke Perry. Sideshow Luke Perry. Hmm. 
Also, little known fact, Luke Perry's son is a pro wrestler. Oh, is that true? He's an AEW. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, all I can say is I was so incredibly excited to watch this movie. I was so excited. It doesn't sound like you were let down. I wasn't let down either. It, it is a little hammy at times. For one, for some reason, there's a Limp Biscuit song in the middle and just took me right out of it. You... I was like, oh, training montage with Limp Biscuit, please. It's the only like known artist huh. that shows that. I was like, come on, man. Don't Gotta be better than me. the Fanatic, I'm sure. Everything's better than the Fanatic. I'll agree, except for Killer Waves. <laughs> Damn near everything. <laughs> IMDb gave this a 7.2. Okay. Rotten Tomato Critics, 45 of them, fairly recent release, so 87%. That's pretty good. 37 audience members for Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 95%. Okay. And I'm giving it a 9.0. Nice. That's big. This movie is so good. I loved it because I remember, I follow wrestling, I remember all this happening. I remember being like, fuck David Arquette, and then I still went and saw Ready to Rumble in the theaters anyways. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I loved it, and I think... People who don't like wrestling should really watch this because you'll see the other side of it. That's cool. And it's just this crazy big arc. It's awesome. awesome. Super awesome. It's up there with Hamilton Manborg. It is. There it's select company, the yeah. things I like the most. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so nineteen eighty five. Mm. Nightmare on Elm Street, part two. Two. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, Dream Warriors was later, I think. <laughs> Watch this, 420. You better blaze it. Yes, Sam! One hour, 37 minutes, and it's a horror film directed by the useless Jack Shoulder, starring <laughs> Mark Patton, who's great, Kim Myers, who's also great, and, and the just legendary Clue Gallagher. There you go. It's just fantastic group of folks. The summary for this one is a teenage boy is haunted in his dreams by Freddy, who is out to possess him in order to continue his reign of terror in the real world. Whoa. Which sounds kind of cool. Like, oh, he's, he's, like, relegated to the dream world. He wants to escape through a vessel. Yeah, it's a great idea. Cool idea. Movie is horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is my least favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but it very well may be my least mm. favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um, outside of Kevin Yeager's amazing effects work in this movie, it's really got so little going on. It's real obvious to me that Jack Shoulder took this as a paycheck job. Mm. He is worthless. He is a piece of shit. Like I watched, I'll get to the documentary that's associated with all these movies, which I included in my random order, which is called Never Sleep Again. Dude Mm -hmm. comes off as such a douchebag. Like, just seems like he just hates everything, and he had a miserable time making this movie. He did a miserable job making this movie. When one of your scares is a house, like a house pet bird that explodes, it's not good. Some of the shots are ridiculous. The gym teacher gets whipped to death by towels in this film. Like, it is hot garbage. There's like, he just has no eye for what's scary. There's a scene where he is at a pool. There's all these kids at a pool party and Freddie's at the pool party trying to kill kids and he's just clomping around. And like most of the teenagers are bigger than Robert England. <laughs> and so he's just clomping around. He's like, my children now. And it's just like, this is terrible. Like, this is not scary. It's not good at all. Did he have flip-flops on? He might as well have. <laughs> In part four, he wears sunglasses because well, he's on just, the beach, which is great. That's just great. Yeah. This is terrible. Although this is some of my favorite Freddy makeup because they make him look like a witch and they give him like a hook nose and everything. Sure, he looks sure. crazy scary and they do nothing good with him. That's a shame. It's 
really bad. The movie has built up a cult following because it's got a very like homosexual bent to it. Okay. And it's picked up with audiences who think that it's like kind of about trying like the dangers of coming out and like things that you have to overcome as a homosexual male trying to, you know what I mean, come out of the closet and oh which is neat, but I think the fans just read way too much into it. All yeah. the filmmakers who were involved, the writer and everything, had no idea it was like that level. They were like, We didn't know what we were doing. So it's like it's cool that it ended up and you can take that subtext and kind of apply it to your own life and whatever empowers you let it yeah, empower you that's absolutely. great but i don't think that was the intention here and i don't give it any credit for any of that because i think that was all accidental imdb gives us a 5.5 out of 10 that seems high rotten tomatoes critics 29 of them give it a 41 percent. that seems closer audience three three hundred twenty one thousand three hundred eighty nine people give it 33 percent that was gonna be higher because it was gonna be like fanatics i i thought so too and I came in and undershot all of it with a 3.0 out of 10. This movie sucks. Sorry, Max. It's okay. Sam's fault, anyway. I don't think it is. Oh. So, I mean, she I made her pick all of them, so eventually I had to show up. It was just a shame that it was kind of the second one I had to watch. So oh. it is fitting because it's two. Oh. It's all up from here, people. Woo!